going on out there, everybody? I'm back again. And today, uh, I had a totally different topic to talk about, totally different information to discuss, but uh, things happen in life. And uh, I guess the beauty in podcasting is you don't have to be scripted. So today's episode, I'm going to just go into why today, July 14th, 2021, is one of the saddest days of my life. And instead of concealing myself or hiding, I put out a bottle of my favorite liquor and I said, uh, I make a podcast unedited, unscripted, and raw to fill you all in on what's going on with me. Stay tuned. This is another episode of Flavor in Your Ear Podcast. Yeah. A podcast about damn near any and every topic with no filter and zero regard for the easily offended. Everything you say upsets somebody. Please welcome the man behind the madness. The most important person with all due respect. Let's go! Your host and audio flavor maestro. My man. Marquise Edwards. Well... Sure, a lot of people can relate to having sad days in your lives and moments where you don't feel your best, and uh, times you just don't understand. So if today I'm I'm there, and as I said before in the intro, I had a completely different plan for what this episode was going to be about. It wasn't going to be deep. It wasn't going to be heavy. It wasn't going to be about me personally because I was going to save a lot of my personal experiences for season two. But I feel like this topic is going to bring out some of my personal experiences and things that I went through that maybe you all didn't know about me. Now, I said that today is one of the saddest days of my life. And I'm going to go into why it's one of the saddest days of my life. I'm away. You know, I've been isolated without my family you know, for some time. But, I, you know, I'm still trying to keep in contact. So today, uh, abruptly, I got some news, some bad news that my uncle LZ Edwards, formerly known as Skonator Dave, Sara Dave, and for all those out there who don't speak another language, that's Adeve is his Hebrew name. So he uh, got his wings and went to happen today. And he had a huge impact on me. And I said that while everything was still raw like this, I didn't want to talk to anybody. I didn't want to do anything, but I said the best thing for me to do is just speak. So this episode may not be most, you know, organized, but it'll be true from the heart. I owe that to him and I owe that to you all to know who helped me contribute to be the man I am today. So let's get into it. So, let's go back for a little bit of a backstory. Those who don't know about me, I spent a portion of my life in the southern region of Israel. Um, I grew up in Chicago, pretty rough part part of town, pretty rough neighborhood. And about twelve years old, 
mom sent me to Israel to live with my uncle, my uncle Adiv. She wanted to get me out of the, you know, gang banging and drug dealing and all of the unhealthy things that were going on in my neighborhood because she didn't want me to be affected by it. Now, as a kid, I didn't know any better, so I was just excited to go somewhere. <sighs> my entire life, uh, I've never physically touched, looked at, kicked, slapped a biological father. So I was going to Israel as a kid without a biological father that my mom just sent me to my uncle. And today I realized that a lot of things that he taught me at a pivotal point in my life from 12 to 17 when I, when I left is why I'm the man I am today. And I'm not (laughs) so many other things I could have been. And I hate that it takes today for me to reflect on all the mannerisms and all of the things that he taught me. But I want you all to know what he taught me as well. And some of the things that I remember that just hit me all of a sudden that he did that made me who I am today. So if anybody grow without a father, it's tough. As a kid, you have nightmares. You see other little kids with their parents. And you, you know, you feel a certain type of way, even though you don't know it when it's happening. When you get older, it hits you. But I didn't feel that void. I didn't feel that pain because my uncle was there. And he loved me and treated me so well as a kid that he he put a Band-Aid or he, he healed that wound that I had, you know, when I was growing up. That I didn't have to experience, you know, the dark realities that trying to come to the surface in my mind I used to have nightmares of you know not having my father around I used to wake up sweating a little skinny kid he used to, he used to wake me up and hug me and tell me he loved me and I just never knew how much that meant to me now you know per se so I always wanted to make him proud I always tried to be the smartest. I always tried to be the best because I was just so appreciative of him being a father figure in my life. And some of the things he taught me, he loved me so unconditionally. Even though I was his blood nephew, I wasn't his blood child. And I lived with a bunch of his kids, you know, who I still consider family. But he taught me that, you know, Everything doesn't have to be biological and fun to treat me a certain type of way. And that's why in my adult life, you know, I've dated and I've you know, had you know, marriages and things like that where I love everybody, regardless of, you know, biological ties or not, because I know that love conquers all. And that's what I try to exude from the experience that he gave me. So I didn't know most that until now because that's who he was. He was also somebody who was selfless. He gave himself before every and everyone. And sometimes I feel like that was not a good trait to have because you got to take some time for yourself. And I've learned that. I've learned that. But who I was, when I, you know, when I got to be on my own, I was always for everybody else. Always that guy for everybody else. Just like him. <laughs> but I do realize now that in my, my life that I have to not take some time to be selfish. Take some time to be selfish. He taught me, you know, a lot. And it hit me hard. 
hit me hard, hit me really, really hard to get this news. He's been a fighter his whole life. He grew up in Chicago during the 60s when it was tough. He made a really bold decision to go take him and his family over to another region where he wasn't comfortable being and he lived his life. And I can do only only thing I can do right now is hope he's smiling down and that, you know, uh, let him know that his legacy and everything he put into this world didn't go into vain because had he not been the influence that he was for me, believe me, I would have been a lot of worse things. And sometimes those worst things come out of me because I mean, I'm still a work in progress, but he helped me attempt from being the worst version of myself because I know the things that I experienced. I know the murders that I've seen. I know the drug deals that I've seen. I know the things that I was trying to have me as a kid that influenced me, but he gave me some sense of reason. He gave me some sense of thinking and focus on so many things to keep me out of that space. I wouldn't be the man I am today without him. So I was remiss to say if I couldn't just be here and, you know, speak about him in a positive way and let everybody else know, you know, that he gave himself to everybody, he gave himself to everything. And I'm forever indebted to him about that. Now, there's a lot of things that people gonna have to say. And I really don't care. I really don't care. I'm not dwelling on the negativity at this age. At all. And if you got something negative to say, well, that's with you. But for everybody out there that lost a loved one, or lost a father figure, or an uncle, or an aunt, I know how you feel now. It's a horrible, horrible feeling. I also want to thank those of my friends I grew up with that reached out to me personally just to talk because I'm not a big social media guy when it comes to private issues like this. I don't I don't like it. I don't like the attention, especially not right now. So I did my crying, burst out in tears at work, didn't want to leave work because I said I didn't want to be isolated because I know if I was isolated, I'd come home and do this. I'd come home and be podcasting or talking about it. But I just want everybody out there to know Especially as parents And I'm not coming here to be To teach anybody anything The things you do And that you instill in kids Biologically yours Or not biologically yours Can go a very long way And you don't realize it till you, I'm damn I'm fucking 34 now You don't realize it But it really counts It really really counts That's good or bad Whatever you put into them So I wanted the world to know. I wanted the on higher platform to know how much I'm hurting right now, how much I don't understand, how proud I am of the contribution that this man gave me in my lifetime. And you'd have to know him <laughs> to know how much of a joy it was, you know, to be involved in this life. And I got to video time him <laughs> before, you know, the ultimate decision happened and he smiled. Haven't seen me physically in like five to six years, but he smiled because all the love I gave him, he held on to it and he was able to smile. And he told me, you're not my nephew, you're my son. He said it like five to six times and I'll never, I'll never forget it. I'll never forget it. So everybody out there dealing with a loss, a family member or someone close to you, I highly advise you to Think about everything they did for you and be there for them. Because I was just a little too late. And 
I did have a feeling of some guilt because I was a little too late. But I'm glad he's at peace now. I'm glad he's not hurting anymore. And I'm going to continue to do this and do other things. It's an honor of him. I said if I couldn't come to my audience hurt and in pain and in tears, then y'all don't deserve to see me laughing. Y'all don't deserve to see me, you know, giving away things and doing all this stuff like that. So this is me. This is me. And I want y'all to learn more about me as the episodes continue to unravel and learn that it's, uh, it's a lot that goes into these lives. That even the strong people we have weak moments too. But I want to say to my family, we got to stick together. We got to stay strong. To my dude, Uncle Adiv, who taught me to speak the language of Hebrew. I'm bilingual because of you, Uncle. I will forever love you. I'll forever be your son. And I'm glad that I was able to make you smile before you made your transition. You'll always be strong. You've always made an impact on me. And I want everybody out there in the world listening to this show to know who's responsible for assisting me in becoming the man I am today. Full of love, passion, and strength. Love you all. Rest in heaven. Rest in peace. <laughs> so now, I just, uh, this part, I want to just uh, share a story or two <laughs> from growing up. Reminiscing about my uncle And if it's not your cup of tea By all means You can you know Skip through it But I've told these stories For so long That I didn't <laughs> I didn't think There would be a day That I would be Sitting here reminiscing On some certain things That made me smile About them So <laughs> Growing up uh, I did get spankings Regardless of the good kids That I Posed to be <laughs> I did get spankings And my uncle did Whoop my ass <laughs> But anyway, I think I deserved it probably 60%. <laughs> um, Alpha story. So one day we had this teacher. I'm not going to say his name because he might be listening. He still probably think, oh, you still think about this. Yes, I am. I had this teacher and he, uh, real big guy, real bullyish and whatnot. <laughs> and he, uh, he wanted to whoop me. He wasn't my uncle He wanted to whoop me So I probably lipped off at him And said some disrespectful ass shit Because I was a little smart ass kid And We had this cellar That they took people to To get whooped I guess so your voice When you're screaming Or crying That you, you, know, you It wouldn't be heard by everybody Because I used to cry loud as hell So I think he told me I was in trouble for something He said hey Follow me down to this cellar So I'm like uh, okay, I was a little kid too. I was, like, I was being obedient. I didn't know no better. So I'm walking down the steps, and it was like the longest fucking walk ever, like the Green Mile, goddamn near. <laughs> and uh, I got to about the tenth step of twenty, and all I can remember is me turning around. I was like, a, I had to be like eighty pounds, maybe. I turned around and sprinted up those steps. He was in front of me. I sprinted up those steps, and I sprinted. All the way home Mind you my home Was at least A mile away I sprinted for a mile <laughs> I sprinted for a mile And went banging on my uncle's door Bang 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 
bang, 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 bang. And I think he was asleep or something because it was late at night. Bang, 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 bang. And I, he didn't answer at first. I'm like, bang, bang, I'm breathing hard. My heart pumping out my chest. He opened the door like, hey, son, what's wrong with you? What's wrong with you? What's going on? I said, hey, Dustin Nuss is trying to whoop me. And I ain't do nothing. I need you, Unc. I, 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 I need you to help me. Please, please, please. I'm begging. I'm crying. <laughs> so he said, man, go sit down. Go sit down. Because I'm so used to him whooping me. I thought he was going to whoop me. But he didn't. He let me sit in his room all night. And I slept in his room that night. <laughs> I slept in his room that night. And we had a conversation. He was like, hey, you can't just be out here doing stuff and think I'm going to always bail you out. You know, you got to be better than that. He said, well, for you to feel safe, I want you to sleep in here with me tonight. And I slept on his little chair right there. And I was a little kid. And I, man, that made me feel so happy and protected. Like, that I escaped the whooping first off? I wasn't questioning about it. <laughs> and then he let me sleep in there with him tonight, man. That was everything to me as a little kid. And that's why one of the reasons why I reflect to my son and my daughter the same exact way. A lot of things instilled in me as the father I am today came from that man. And that's just a funny story. A funny story. I have millions of them, but I'm not going to, you know, disclose all those stories today. This is, a, this is a dark time for me. And I'll figure out a way, you know, to deal with it and get past it. But love your loved ones. Love your loved ones. I never know they're getting old and getting older in life that these are the things we have to experience because there was a, there was a motto, you know, when I was growing up that, oh, everlasting life, you know, people will never, people will never, you know, go away and X, Y, Z. And it didn't prepare me for moments like this. I'm more prepared now since I've seen death on so many different levels. But it didn't prepare me for moments like this because I thought this would never happen to people if they lived their life the right way. And trust me, he lived his life the right way. So I'm learning how to process these things. But something else, you know, that this has taught me, it's taught me what's important to me. It taught me what's important to me. And that's my family. I've had some dark moments in my personal life. I've had a lot of different things going on. This refocus me on what's important to me, what I need to do to contribute. Not only to make him happy, to make myself happy and not repeat, you know, the, the things that well, he might have went wrong and, you know, like stopping giving to other people and giving to himself. It's tough, man. My uncle taught me a lot. Taught me a lot. I'm going to be strong mentally and that mental strength is something I'm going to carry for the rest of my life. Taught me how to, you know, respect people. Taught me how to be selfless. <sighs> this is tough. I don't even believe I'm doing this right now, but hey, it's happening. I would like for you all out there, if you can, once we get our email traffic and things like that going, tell me how you all deal with loss how you deal with pain or some of the healthy things that you do because I'm trying to find healthy things to do as well this is part of my interaction with you I'm posing questions out there for you all to help doing things like this how to keep your head on straight during these moments because I know it's not easy I'm a grown man right now you know I don't want to break down in front of my family and my kids crying or 
you know, all distraught and all broken up. How do you all deal with things like that? In the future, for some episodes, hopefully I can implement some things that can help people deal with these things. No, I'm not suicidal or anything like that. I'm just sad. I'm just sad. So I'm going to think of some way to commemorate him, you know, entwine it with, you know, my entrepreneurship and my business and my merchandise, something I'm going to have. I got to think of something. But, yeah. I didn't even want to talk about current events or anything like that because this has hit me so hard. So I guess, uh, <laughs> more than likely, my next and final segment will be about some current events and things, what you can look forward to. But I want to get the message out there to everybody out there. This is serious business, man. Serious business. We all hurt. We all gonna need somebody. How you leave this earth, how you treat people, that's what's gonna be everything when you leave this earth. Because once you're gone, you're gone. Trust me. I never thought I'd be talking like this. I never thought I'd be reminiscing and blah blah blah. You know, but it happens to everybody. I said if I can use this as a moment when I'm vulnerable as hell to reach out to you all first off lets you you all know how important you are to me and secondly so you know you're not alone you don't have to fight everything by yourself you don't have to be the strongest person in the room every single time you gotta be smart though you gotta be smart so eventually with time all things heal I'll be back to myself, but I'll never, I'll never forget this moment. I'll never forget that I had enough strength to pick up this microphone and speak. When my heart is this heavy and my eyes are full of tears and I got a bottle of whiskey right here by me, which is very good, by the way. But don't, don't deal with your problems with alcohol. I'm, a, I'm in the military, so I'll deal with everything with alcohol. It's not the healthy way to deal with things, though. Okay, I feel good. I let it out. So if you stay here this long with me and you were kind enough to hear my story, which I have a million of them. Thank you. I appreciate you being there. Love and support is everything. And just know you don't have to be a superhuman being to have a strong legacy and love in this lifetime. Create the heaven that you want to see in your everyday life create the heaven no person can validate what you what you contribute to this earth if you know in your mind and your heart that it was pure so thank you all for being my ear thank you all for being my family through my darkest moments by listening to this episode i hope you got something out of it and always if you have anything to reach out to me about please do so thank you to all my true friends and family out there who are helping me get through this moment and all my listeners i'm involving y'all in the process as well so, I really appreciate you all. And now we'll move into some things we're going to do in the next part of the show. I mean, next episode, I apologize. I'm not editing that out either. Sorry, guys. This is raw. <laughs> but stay tuned. Well, here I go again. It's about eight to ten hours later when I first recorded. I thought the recording was going to be therapeutic for me to deal with reality, but here I am, 
And I was later with probably an hour and a half of sleep because I couldn't sleep. You know, I was still irritated from all of the liquid flowing from my eyes. Still thinking about my uncle, who I considered like a father figure to me. Um, I added this part in. It may make the episode a little bit longer, but I said I need to do something before I you know, go to the gym. Try to release you know, some tension that way in a healthy manner Because I'm dealing with this day by day Just like everybody else is And it's difficult I'm bilingual uh, I speak English fluently of course Being an American But during my time in uh, Israel my, uncles, my uncle was one of the people The key people who contributed to me Learning the language of Hebrew this language, learning language Hebrew has even benefited me in the military to this day. I just wake up and keep thinking about how many different things this man impacted on my life and it's hard to like I don't say it's accept reality. I keep trying to wake up and you know, try to pretend like this is a bad dream. But it isn't, it's reality. So I'm trying to just gather all of the thoughts and appreciation I have for him to try to make me smile. Try to make me be happy and not feel like I didn't do enough or that I could have did more. I want to get there for Father's Day. Record an episode with him for Father's Day. <laughs> it's time to wait for nobody. I don't know, every time I look at my life and what I could have been doing, I think my uncle uh, gave me the conscience to make better decisions because I, like everybody else, struggle with, you know. Making the right choices And he helped me to get a level head To make the right decisions And I don't make all of them But I make a, a lot of good decisions And uh, I have to give credit to him for that He brought some structure to my thinking Because I was wild With my thoughts And I kind of learned how to control them There's a lot of things that I learned from that man And uh, It's just It's raw pain raw pain is just hard to digest you know that someone is no longer physically here on earth with you and I'm recording these segments to reach out to anyone out there who struggles with this or anyone out there in this boat so you can know that even as strong as I am and as positive I am and as uplifting them all dying all the time and even I can go through something like this and maybe that'll give you some sense of you're not alone type of comfort as well. I don't know what to do. I don't know how to make it better. I hope that time with time, everything heals. You know, I'm, I hope that everything, this will be okay during a, a period like this. But nobody's prepared for this, for the physical or the mental side of it. All I can say is love people today and tell them thank you today where they can still hold on to it. Because the only satisfaction that I can say I have is that I video called my uncle and was able to make him smile despite all the pain he was going through. I bought a smile out of him, so I know I did something right. It was, it was a heavy night for me, a heavy night. I'm really proud of the way that you know the, my family members that have been standing by his side, how they've been there by his side and you know helping out and things like that and keeping me in the loop because sometimes when you feel like you're not there you feel like you're not doing enough and I know they've seen worse things than what I've heard or seen and 
they stood tall the whole time and still was able to call me and, you know, have a smile on their face or be positive. And I wanted to get them some appreciation as well. So I know that family is a, is a, is a term, but I, I think it's more so an action. There are different people who can make you feel like you're not alone. I have good friends that have reached out to me, you know, not for pub- public reasons, but have reached out to me and spoke with me and made sure I was okay. That, that did actually feel good And I have some, some people who are just generic Which, um, yeah, we're not going to talk about them But that's life Everybody's not going to really care Everybody's not going to live Because nobody knows what to do But back to my uncle I learned a lot of principles from that man And one of them, you know I didn't learn a lot of things You know, as far as male-female relationships Uh Without personal experience But he did show me Through his actions That you know You can still You know Respect a woman Love a woman And she still Stand by your side Regardless of what you go through That's something that A lot of people nowadays Don't have In them That I see Um, Maybe it was his love For the 60s And the temptations And the You know And the way that You know uh, They were built Back in those days He uh, I'll always be a forever indebted to him for all the music that he made me listen to, all the old school '60s and all the groups that he made me listen to. That he loved singing, he was always happy. I have appreciation for for quality music because you know he he put that in my ear at a young age. I've always appreciated his strength mentally more than so than anything. His mental strength was bar none. A lot of people wonder how I can be so mentally strong through so many different issues. It's because I was trained from him just to, and, and just leading him leading by example with things like that. Because the physical strength will fade one day, but your mind can be strong forever. And I know that even in his transition to a higher power, that his mind was still strong, but his body just wasn't. So I'm gonna make this. You know, it's gonna be my. Final segment You know Just talking about my uncle And this is A day later After I recorded So I don't know What I just said You know Man I don't want to Release nothing And not say something else But if I do that I'll have a Three, four, five Six hundred episodes You know Because he did so much for me And I try to keep it You know Within time constraints You know Just to You know Be respectful of other people's time But if I can tell anybody out there A lesson from all of this That I've learned we as people have to do better as far as acknowledging and keeping people healthy with low stress, low worries, because you never know what anybody's going through because the only person that can elaborate what somebody's going through is them. You don't know what's going on with anybody. So when you be an asshole or you be ignorant or rude or anything like that, you never know what that person's going through at that exact moment. So for that reason alone, don't approach them in an in in inappropriate manner Or don't say something inappropriate Or don't do that You know If that energy is coming from them Then that's a different story But if somebody is not exuding that energy to you Don't do it Because you never know what somebody going through And that can be the moment between somebody snapping And somebody just staying calm My Uncle Adiv Daughter Adiv Abba Adiv Father figure for me I love you eternally Values that you gave me were pivotal in me not being just a regular hood nigga. That's just to be honest with you. 
I still have a few tendencies, but you helped purge a lot of that out of me and give me some value to my life. And hopefully I can bless somebody else with. Hopefully I can bless my family with. Hopefully I can bless my wife and my kids with all of the tools and things that you gave me because that's what's keeping me with my head on straight right now. And I'm just sad that I couldn't be in person and tell you this face to face and give you a big ass hug and just tell you all of your work for your entire life did not go in vain. I appreciate all of those sleepless nights that I had as a fatherless kid that you came and filled in those blanks for me. I really appreciate that. I know it takes a village to raise a child now. Several other people I can have this moment with as well, but it started there with him. It wasn't perfect, it wasn't pretty, but it was genuine. And looking back on everything, I just can see how he tailored you know, me to be able to come to the man I am today, even had the strength to be who I am today, which is not exactly like him. I'm my own person. But he gave me the tools to be my own person, regardless of whatever decision I made. I'm so glad we had a final conversation. I wish it wasn't our last. I'm going to keep praying, keep my head on strong, and I'm going to go a little bit harder for you, huh? So, in closing, because I have a hundred stories and I can't tell them all to everybody. Please keep my family in your prayers Positive prayers Because it's a hard time right now To my beloved uncle I'd like to say It's not goodbye I'll see you later I love you all Okay And for our last segment I guess we're going to talk about some lot of heavy things This is what's going on in the world what to look forward to and uh, some other things like that. So this is June. June is officially uh, LGBTQ Pride Month. So a little bit of what I would say about that is I know there's mixed feelings on the Pride on the uh, LGBTQ community, but I've learned as I've grown that you have to respect everybody's sexuality, everybody's the way they are, and to know that we are human beings. No human being is in a position to judge another human being. So shout out to Pride Day. And all those out there, you know, who are celebrating um, your progress in today's society and everything like that. And I'd love to have some of you all as guests on the show to talk about your experiences. And also, this month is Juneteenth. Now, for some of you all out there, you may not know what Juneteenth is. And as a patriot of the United States military, um, with July 4th being the official day of uh, Emancipation for the state of America. Uh, June 19th is the day that the Emancipation, Emancipation Proclamation that Abraham Lincoln uh, signed off was officially announced to the slaves. And I think that was January 1st, uh, 1863. Well, actually, no, no, it was 1865. That's when they first learned. So, yeah, that's a very pivotal moment for the African American community. Because although, you know, we all do still celebrate the 4th of July, if we weren't actually free, you know, that doesn't make 100% sense. So it's not it's nothing to take away from the 4th of July as a country. We are all Americans. We all are one people. However, we were all, you know, in different times and, you know, things, people were freed in different times and, you know, different dates. So that's also a big milestone for the community. It's getting a lot more light and a lot more traction in today's society since we're trying to be more diverse and understand the community so shout out to everybody for lgbtq month and also juneteenth 
4th of July coming up for our country's freedom as well. Also, in the music world, has some pretty solid albums come out. Um, and um, a lot of you all may not know about this, so I have to always speak as if no one knows what I'm talking about. So we had uh, an album by Atlanta native rapper Little Baby and uh, Chicago native rapper Little Dirk. I don't know why they call each other Little. They're grown-ass men. Don't ask me why. They collaborate, collaborate on an album called The Voice and the Hero. Pretty uh, banging street you know, album. Not their best work, but I mean, they're hot in the game right now. So I feel like that's why, hey, they had to come out with this album together, which wasn't bad. I'll give it about a six out of ten as far as ratings. Um, the lyrics weren't all that great, but the beat and productions were good. And it was something that you can play with or have in your conscience. Um, also, G Unit member Lloyd Banks, if anybody remembers back in the day, 50 Cent had a group called G Unit with himself, Tony Yayo, Lloyd Banks, and Young Buck. A little bit older now in the game, but the rapper formerly known as the Punchline King, Lloyd Banks, came out with an album. I thought it was very solid because the words and lyrics were very, very crisp and on, on point. His voice was very clear and pronunciations were good. The production was good. And if you're one of those guys who don't just listen to the beats, it's a very solid album, which I would give an 8 out of 10. So shout out to Lloyd Banks. And finally... A pretty cool CD that came out was the Migos, Atlanta natives, the Migos, who grew up without their father, uh, <clears throat> with a single mother home, <sighs> all related to each other. Atlanta natives, they came out with their third installment of the culture, which is a pretty, you know, that's their trend, the culture one, culture two, and this is the culture three. I thought it was solid. It was uh, original. They spoke a lot about their personal experiences and had some, you know, club bangers as well. I will give the culture three a 8.5 out of 10. I thought it was a great comeback album. It was great for the culture. It was great for music and it was great for the hip hop community. Ah, yeah, that was a good day. So those are three good ones. Polo G also came out with an album, which I have not reviewed yet. So I won't talk about it, but you can check that out as well. So those are four solid albums that came out just in the recent couple of weeks in the sports world. Man, this is tough. The Denver Nuggets got swept <laughs> by the Phoenix Suns, and the Phoenix Suns look like they're going to make some noise. Then the New Jersey Nets, I have them as the uh, the underdogs at this point because they hit a lot of injuries going against uh, the Milwaukee Bucks. I love the way Giannis Antetokounmpo, Greek name, Greek freak, is playing as well. And I don't like the Clippers. I am a Clippers hater because I think they're overrated. They are battling with the Utah Jazz, and I hope the Utah Jazz win. Philadelphia, I feel like they're going to advance past Atlanta. So that's what's going on in the sports world. As far as basketball, football, my Bears are looking good. And I hope that Aaron Rodgers continues to hold out so that my darling rookie, (laughs) Justin Fields, can, uh, you know, take the reins in the NFC North. But we're not gonna talk about football just yet. We just gonna we're gonna put them a shot. I have to put my little Bears punchline out there out there for those Packers fans because I know I got a lot of friends that are Packers fans. And I have to smear it in your face that you all will feel the wrath of not having a Hall of Fame QB like the Bears did for so long. <laughs> that made me smile. Even with all the pain I'm dealing with, that made me smile to know you Packers fans are nervous, extremely nervous. Now, next episode we. This is the plan, at least. I want to introduce you all to my new co-host. 
and it's not for this show. It's, it's well, if, if she wants it to be for the show, but it will be for the Forbidden Flavors. And I want you all to get to know her and get introduced to her. Find out our backstory. Why did I choose her? You know, what's going on? So this is going to be new for me as well because I don't know her personally. So this will be a good opportunity for us all to learn her together. And if she's not good, we can yank her out of it. I'm just joking, y'all. I'm not, I'm, not, I'm, I'm not that mean. But I wanted to give opportunity before, you know, season two kicks off uh, and these sprinkles of flavor episodes that I am producing for everybody right now that you all can hear. Um, who she is, hear a little bit of her story, because once we get into the show, I want to just talk about all of the freak shit that we're going to talk about, all the relationship shit that we're going to talk about, and all of the f- uh, extremely vulgar things we're going to talk about. We're going to keep it straight to the script, but I want you all to get to know her, to warm up to her, and then uh, also next episode, I should have some more details on the giveaway as we get closer to the date um, of the second season release and get everything ready that we'll get more details will be forthcoming. So thank you all again for hanging out with me. I can't talk about everything. I'm not TMZ. If you want to know all this other shit, go to TMZ, please. I just sprinkle a little bit of flavor sometimes about what's going on in the culture, what's trending, and we'll pick and choose a few things that we talk about um, and just going on in today's world. Um, Traveling is opening back up. Uh, I've been to Spain since the last time we spoke. Uh, I've also been some places in Italy. So I'll definitely keep logging all of my travel destinations so that I can um, talk with you all about my experience and also give you tips, tricks and things like that that you can look forward to to help you with travel. Um, We're still grinding at making all the merchandise and we are also still building the website and the nonprofit organization brick by brick by brick. So we work in behind the scenes. That's how I use my energy. That's how I use my pain. That's how I use my frustration to put something into this product. And now, you know, with this newfound reality that I'm living in, it's going to give me motivation to keep on going with it. So if you have any ideas, if you have any input, if you have anything you'd like to hear me talk about, get those things ready because the journey I want you all to go through for the second season is I want to be interaction hand in hand. I want you all to be there the whole journey with me. Stay tuned, y'all. This is going to be good. It's going to be good. I promise you. And best thing about it is my family will be here with me. So hopefully we all hop on an episode together. That'll be just the most beautiful thing ever right here in my family. They're not getting a lot of a lot of spotlight. They're getting minimal spotlight because this is my show. You know, a family show will do something later in the future. But they'll be here to visit me, and uh, it'll be great. Feel the love through the, through the microphone. But next episode, this, uh, my co-host Tia, we are going to introduce her formally to you all. And we're going to see how freaky she really is. And I want you all to judge how freaky she really is or just how much she knows and how much she can talk about. She's not just only on for the freak part, but that's why she's on for the freak part, too. <laughs> that's how that's what gravitated me to her. So we want to talk about real life stuff. And I want you all to help me evaluate if she's going to be good for the second season and beyond or good for the second season. So we'll see. So stay tuned for Flavor in Your Ear Season 2. Also, Flavor in Your Ear Forbidden Flavors. It's been a blast, y'all. I thank you all for being there again. Appreciate your time. Appreciate your ears. One love. One day at a time. One brick at a time.
Thanks for tuning in to another episode. Please leave an honest review, subscribe, and share. Listen to us on all platforms. Follow us and ask questions on Twitter at Marquis Podcast Mailbag. Follow us on IG at Flavor In Your Ear Podcast. And like our Facebook page, Flavor In Your Ear Podcast. For exclusive content, info, special offers, and free entry into our monthly giveaways, send your email address to flavorinyourear247 at gmail.com to join our email list. If you're anxious, we have a snippet following our next episode's topic. Peace and love.